0: You're holding your body. How badly were you hurt to the body in the first round?
1: I just got to do number two. What if
0: friends got together and talked as if they were professional fighters, yet with no fighting experience? Well, <clears throat> as Professor Chelsson once said, you are welcome. This is my MMA podcast.
2: The new <laughs> UFC flyweight champion of the world, <laughs> Davison,
3: the UZ the Guerra
2: Figueroa. I sit here humbled, impressed by him, and grateful I got the opportunity to go out there and display, you know, what I prepared for. All right, all you couch warriors listening in from around the globe, it's time for you to kick back, relax, and let me and the boys take over. To all our returning customers, don't forget to swipe your customer loyalty card before you check out however if you are new to this shindig let me apologize in advance for blowing your mind with awesomeness yeah wow this is the my mma podcast known around town and around the world as the most violent family-friendly podcast on the internet so hello and heidi ho once again this is episode 28 of the show and if you love the fight game like we do you are right where you belong this week we saw Davison Figueredo absolutely dominate Joseph Benavides. Being real careful now, taking home the flyweight title. Wait, wait. Can you can you
3: start over? Can you say his name one more time? It, th- I love this. This is my favorite part of the show now.
2: <laughs> this this week we saw Davison Figueredo absolutely dominate Joseph Benavides, taking home the flyweight title in Abu Dhabi. At the still confusing and kind of creepy Fight Island. We love you, Dana. We appreciate accurate. it. Accurate. That's accurate. But make no mistake, this is not all we have to talk about. Nope. Nope. It's not. I was just agreeing with you. <laughs>
3: okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's face looks so offended when Wesley like, just what? said nope. I wish people could see it. I think like, there's nope. nothing what more did, to talk about. What in the world? <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jack Hermanson catches Kelvin Gaslam in a sweet heel hook to close a first round win in a definitive move to get in title condition. And not to be left out when asked about his win this weekend, Askar Wait, <laughs>
0: wait, 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 wait. Wait, did you say title condition?
2: I'm going.
0: Did you just say title condition? <laughs> did I? <laughs> I think you did. You he said he's now put himself in title You're going to ruin
2: all my best jokes. Which is fine. That's the first part. You're going to throw you know, off but, my timing and ruin my best jokes.
0: Well, what's great is it really <laughs> makes sense. He's got to be in condition for a title, so he definitely needs to be in title condition. You know, so that's great. Anyway, I appreciate
2: on. you stopping me there since it made sense <laughs> to tell me that it actually made sense. All right, here we go. You ready? Here we go. And not to be left out when asked about his win this weekend, Askar Askarov simply said... You'll probably get better insights from my coaches, Larry Larrington and Chuck Chuckarouski. See what I did there? Oh <laughs> sorry. It was just too easy not to take. <laughs> On that note, allow me to introduce myself. I am Mr. Mark <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
0: wait, I just, I just, I just got it. He's got it. It literally just, I just, it just hit me. It just uh-huh. hit me. <laughs>
3: Thinking, thinking, mixed martial arts fan joke right there, and a podcaster joke right
0: there. Uh, Oh, that was good, Askar, Askar Askarov. All right,
2: that was good. Where was I at? I am Mr. Mark Allen David, your introductor extraordinaire, and with me, as always, is the OG of Pitt County, a champion of men, and the only person alive that can properly pronounce (laughs) Petryan, the one and only. Wesley Westlington. sorry I in. I meant <laughs> Mr. Wesley Edwards say hello to your adoring fan sir yeah hello good evening well now don't calm down this hype train is not done yet we have with us the legendary Allegheny Assassin Here once again to blow up the microphone bigger than JC at a Peter Sotera concert. He's got the skills that pay the bills and a name more recognizable than almost everyone on the upcoming Bellator 242 card. The boss, the killer, the gentle giant, Mr. Fantastico. Come and put your hands together for my favorite human being in the entire universe, DJ Trevor Owens all right, all right. All <laughs> right. It is
3: right there. <laughs> Did it all for the, the glory, glory of love. love. Peter Cetera reference there, Karate Kid. This is episode 28. We will dedicate this to one of the greatest running backs in Appalachian State history, Kevin Richardson, who has a victory
0: uh, over quick Michigan. Quick question. What's the greatest Peter Cetera song? Chuck,
2: Chuck, Chuck,
3: Next time I fall in love. In love. I'll know what to do next time I fall <laughs> in love.
0: <laughs>
3: After all
0: that we've been
3: through, mm. I will make oh, it a good up to right you. Now, isn't that a, is, is, Peter a, Cetera, or is that Peter
2: Cetera is that Chicago? It's definitely Chicago, but it's a good one. Well, is that when Peter, he sang for Peter, Chicago? Peter oh, that's it. right. Peter sang it. That's right. Peter what sang what's it. What's happening right now? I should have never brought up Peter Cetera. <laughs>
0: This is a terrible idea. Yeah, because we could go down this train all day. I think
3: we went down (laughs) it. I think we did. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) All right.
0: Who
1: knew Peter Cetera would make his way to MMA one day? But yep, he did with a new Time Life classic. Songs by Peter Cetera, inspired by the trash talking of Chil Sonnen, Conor McGregor, and John Hess. After all, I still hate you. I am going to submit you I promise to Next time you fall And wake up You'll no longer be the dude Next time you fall And stand up Mm. These songs by Peter Cetera Always inspire us But even more they inspire us to talk some smack. You're a meanie I don't like, you smell like defecation. <laughs> you bring anger to my life, you look like a crustacean. Mr. Miyagi once said there's no need to trash talk, but not according to Peter Cetera. That's right, the only way to get the glory is to let them know what you think. And I am a man who will trash talk your mama. <laughs> and I'll make the Nero your dreaming of. And we'll fight wherever, knowing together that I am. It all with some <laughs> To order the Peter Cetera Trash Talking hits, call 1-800-347-9247. Again, that's 1-800-347-9247. Or go to www.chelssonnenandconormcgregor.org forward slash John Hess. You don't always need to trash talk, but when you do, do it with the Peter Cetera Time Life Classic, Songs About Trash Talking. Order now. It's time for Mark's
2: Here we go, boys. I want to talk today about callouts, or better stated, the art of the callout. When I think of truly well played, career defining callouts, I think of Nate calling out. Masvidal and creating the BMF title and Chael Sonnen calling out Anderson Silva. Absolutely brilliant. Anderson Silva, you absolutely suck. I love that. Here's the question. Was the brilliance of Nate and Chael because of their timing? There's celebrity outside the cage. A combination of those two things or something else entirely. Sub question, are the young guys that are come up doing these these call outs kind of early? Are they wasting PR equity by doing it? And I think of Sean O'Malley when he was kind of doing that for a little bit. I think it actually worked in his favor. But I'm seeing a lot of guys doing it. And it's like, man, you're a little too early to start you know calling out positions. So
3: anyway, what do you think Trevor? I think it reminds me of professional wrestling in a sense of the entertainment business. You you always want to know what's coming up next, you know, after all these Pay-per-views that professional wrestling did there had to be something coming up next that would want us to tune in And ufc is so individualized, you know, you really have to market yourself, uh, you know Squeaky wheel gets the grease around here and we saw people like conor mcgregor chel Sonnen, and uh, even uh, triple c triple c was boring till he started to become a little bit controversial I think these guys have to market themselves and Absolutely know who they want to fight if they win, uh, when Joe Rogan or whoever's or John Anik, whoever's doing the interviews inside of the cage or outside of the cage via uh, virtual or whatever, you know what I mean? So
2: do you, do you think uh, that yeah. uh, these call outs are potentially influencing the fight pickers? Or do you think that's a stretch? Do you think that's a good call on a guy's side? Say, hey.
3: I think my conspiracy side said they may be in on it. Um, But I I think it would influence the, uh, if it makes sense uh, and both fighters want to do it, I say, why not? You know, this guy just won. So now he's, you know, a little bit more marketable. And let's see who he wants to fight and why he wants. There's got to be a story there to make us want to tune in. You know what I mean? So I think they really need to have something planned. Mr. Westlington, thoughts?
0: Marky Markerson, yes, Marky Mark, <laughs> it works all, all the same. Do you guys remember Khabib Nurmagomedov, as Mark would say, uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov? Do you remember when he called everyone from Ireland a chicken? <laughs> After a fight when he fought do you remember when he called Connor a chicken and called yep. and, then, and then and then he went on to say, You guys have three million, I have a have hundred and fifty million people in my country. It's fantastic. There's another call out too that just talking about just reminiscing as as you're talking, I it's not necessarily a call out, but when GSP was on the rise and he had just won, just as before he fought, I don't remember who he fought now, but he dropped to his knees. And he said, Dana, please, I'm begging you for a title shot. Yes. Please. It, I don't, do you guys remember that? I totally that remember that. Yeah. You f- it's like every everyone erupted in the arena as fans who we were like, Absolutely, but it was like he was on this tear, and I just I just remember that being one of the. It's not it wasn't it's not really a call out, but it kind of was. It, it really is. Yeah, it certainly got in the. It got him the uh, the title shot, and one of the other ones that I really love, which is again uh, semi sort of a semi call is when Stipe ran. To the, to the edge of the cage and looked at Dana and said, give me my title shot. <laughs> and Dana was, Dana's face, his eyes got really big and he's like, Steve Bay scared me so he's getting a title <laughs>
2: shot. I, mean, I don't
0: Dana saying that. I just, those are some of the greatest and some of the most cringiest ones were Colby when he was in Brazil. Just, I, I understand marketing. I just hate that you have to, you have to disregard or put down an entire group of people. I just don't.
2: That's what I think. I, I think mean, that you, saw people like, you have so much equity as a fighter. It just, you don't get it doesn't come for forever. You, you can't just throw it out there whenever you want to. But you, you're calling, you think GSP, like he didn't have the right to say it. He was just saying to the world what we all already knew. And he was just saying, hey, I've got the guts and the gusto and the passion. It's my turn. And You know, it's my turn. Come on, man. Let's say it in front of everybody. So we were passionate about it. But sometimes, I mean, people do it, and I think it's it's a wasted equity when you do it too early. It's it's someone starting a business and saying, you know, I'm going to take down Apple. You're like, dude, who are you? You don't mm. even like. The, you're not there yet. You're not there, you know. And I've seen I see a lot of guys doing that. I, I yeah, but yeah, I think to me, it's that's why I said the art of the call out. There's definitely an art to it, and you can watch it be done terribly. And I think we're seeing a little bit of that too much lately.
0: Well, I think that people like Colby Covington, his shtick will not gain him, I guess, a longevity of fans after his career's long, you know, long gone, you know, said and done. I just think that it's such a gimmicky, a bad gimmick at that, that it just, you know, I I get what he's trying to do and it's certainly making him more money, but it really hasn't made him a lot of money. He's not selling the millions of millions of pay-per-views. It's not, I feel like you could have called people out, still been brash and almost like pull a Connor and still be rude and hateful to your opponent. But anyway, I just, am not a fan, but I just remember the steep A's and the GSP's, these guys are champions and they're, they're doing their thing and their call outs are never Disrespectful in one sense But they made us pay attention So I think there's definitely a way To make us pay attention Without having to You know Ridicule an entire group of people Or a a people group
3: Now uh, Colby Covington Did talk himself Into a fight though And and not to say That he didn't deserve it But he at least Gave himself a shot To make a lot of money He just didn't get the job done And he lost Um, Sean Shirk was who George St. Pierre beat And he was down on his knees Uh, And Sean Shirk Such a great moment Sean Shirk was uh, Very very clean. He never did any
2: steroids. (laughs) No. I actually think that there was a couple fighters that shot Sean Shirk directly
3: into their arm at one point. Good yeah, a Lord. Couple of the heavyweights, a couple of the heavyweights, I think, did that.
0: He certainly would fit.
3: No joke. Like, Tim Sylvia got tested Tim positive Sylvia for Sean Shirk. Tim, <laughs> Tim Sylvia. Oh, we, great minds there. Tim Sylvia shot it in his stomach. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And
1: now a moment of wisdom with Darren Till. I, I think it's to t- t- terrific uh, fight. You know, we're both like strikers. <laughs> and that's been a moment of wisdom. With Darren Till. All
0: right, guys, we had a title fight this past weekend. But of of, of that card, I want to ask you a question, Mark. We've got um, Ariane Lipsky, who had just a really impressive win by um, basically almost breaking... Luana Carolina's leg. Mm-hmm. Um, she he, he, the submission was was actually rather gross. I could hardly watch it uh when it comes to I can watch somebody getting punched in the face or the nose, but for some reason I can't watch limbs being broken. It's it just turns my stomach. But she's she's is a flyweight fighter. And I'm wondering if she stuck out to you because if you remember, two UFCs ago, we had a, another flyweight by the name of Amanda Rebus, who also had an impressive victory. So we've got these two flyweight lady uh, gal fighters who are are really making names for themselves that got great personalities what did you think about her you know what kind of score would you give her what did you think about her as far as just her ability to
2: capture attention oh my gosh um there, there's just no better way to do it and i, I think you nailed it it's like you know th- there's a thing about it especially and there's there's a i, I hate the negative side that's this little Piece of the negative side of it with, with female fighters, but there is right now, there's just a reality. You kind of have to have like the triple th- threat is first. You got to be really good because this is, this is a talent pool that's stacked, right? So you got to be super good. Number two, you got to have the personality and number three, you kind of got to have the look, I hate to say it, but you kind of got to be pretty, right? It helps your career a lot. Um, and there's something about being that, when I say that, that outgoing personality, it makes you attractive and makes you, um, cool and all that man she nailed all of it and like this is she's going places that's what i'm saying i I mean we'll see i think that it's one of those things she's she's two fights away from being a superstar i I think that's so much of what's happening in the sport right now and especially the ufc is everybody is two fights away from being a superstar I mean, and she is right there. Especially in that division. Especially right there. What the sweet spot. If you were going to pick the way that you would win, that's the way you would pick to do it hundred percent. I thought it was spectacular. Yeah, it
0: was. She's definitely got to get some some more competition to see how good she That's really true. is. I, yep. I would hate for them to match up. I would hate for them to match up her and Rebus because you've got two up and coming stars in that division.
3: Amanda Rebus is actually a strawweight though. She's not a flyweight. I don't. But know she fought a flyweight. This she fight. fought
0: at flyweight. Mm-hmm. She fought at flyweight though. Her last fight though, which I you know I don't. I guess is maybe that, she was just. Is fighting. that what was,
3: Paige Van Zant was? Was she a flyweight? Oh, she was a flyweight. Okay, yeah. I remember. And then afterwards, she said she maybe she was more comfortable comfortable as straw weight though. was not that correct? Right. Okay. But you're right. right. That would be an intriguing matchup for the last question. So
0: Mark, yeah. I'm going to ask you this. I don't know if you noticed this, but there was, there was a moment where the matrix, there was a glitch in the matrix. We saw, we saw Raphael Fazeev bend over backwards, saw the kick coming from a mile away, bent all the way over. And he's done this before. Uh-huh. Did you, did you sense Neo? <laughs> did you sense a red pill or blue pill? What? <laughs> What was going on when you saw the Matrix? (laughs) It was actually I'll I'll actually ask a real question, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Trevor. Trevor Kelvin Gastelum got beat. He is a top five. Called Middleweight weight fighter and you did call it which is why I want to ask you this what would you like to see him do at this point
3: you know there's a fight coming uh, August 1st Derek Brunson is fighting an up-and-coming uh, fighter that Ronda Rousey is managing maybe I'd like to see him fight the loser of that fight um, if uh, yeah I th- wait Ronda Rousey is managing someone yeah mm-hmm. it, it just uh, dropped on uh, Facebook Dana Wyatt and Ronda Rousey announced this I guess this kid had been hanging out at the gym since Ronda Rousey. Oh, I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he's and watch he's, and he's a beast. I, I think he's finished yeah, all him. of his uh, fights in the first round except one, maybe. Um, that's just off the top of my head, but I know that this guy's undefeated and he's got a lot of hype behind him. All right, Mark Jack Hermanson.
0: He won <laughs> really definitively. Who should he fight?
2: He, well, he was uh, he was talking about the Till fight coming up and saying, "Hey, look, uh, whoever wins that, that's that's who I want." I think that's smart. I, he's he said he was. I like it. He's one fight away from a championship shot. And he's right. I think he's 100% right. I don't think he got cocky at all. I I think he said, hey, I proved my worth right now. I showed what I can do. I'm not trying to jump over anybody. Let's see what happens over here. Give me the winner of that. And then the way he said it was, whoever wins that should get the title. I can't remember exactly how he said it. And I thought that was a really cool way to say it. Like, if I don't win, I don't deserve the shot. But if I do, it's mine. I loved it. I thought it was perfect. That is, that. That is. I think even whoever, who was it that was interviewing him? I can't remember just said, you've got that all mapped out, don't you? And he's like, he just grinned and like, yeah, that's the route. That's the path. I think that's a very intelligent guy, intelligent fighter, intelligent with his career. I loved every second of it. I thought it was perfect. But yes, he's he, he is correct. We
0: also, we well, we saw a, a new flyweight champion crowned on Saturday night and what, I, I don't Here's the thing. Let's back up for a second. When they fought the first time, Figueroa, Figueroa, Dievison Figueroa. I think Mark said Figueroa. 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 He said
3: like Fig. Figueredo. I think he said Fig Newton or something like that, which is which is very good. Um, I eat him by the sleeve.
0: Well, he beat Benny Vadias. Benny Vadias. Um, I think is how you pronounce Joseph's last name. Vadia's <laughs> is how you uh, say
2: Wow. Yeah, you got to let it I go, man. Uh, I my feelings now. He beat uh,
0: <laughs> Joseph Benavides. I think what happened is when… Davidson missed weight in their first fight by two pounds. And then there was this headbutt that happened in the first fight. And a lot of people, because he missed weight by two pounds, sort of made him a villain. So then when they clashed heads in their first fight, they it's almost like just confirmation bias that, well, he clearly is a dirty fighter and he headbutted Joseph Benavidez. Even though Joseph's head is leading... In his stance and how he fought, and he's throwing these huge haymakers, and he's leading with his head, which created the the path for them to clash heads. I don't I don't look at it as as much as the headbutt as much as him missing weight. Mm-hmm. That being said, guys, I'm, I am on the D'Avison-Figueto fan bandwagon. That dude is unbelievable. He's 125 pounds and he's knocking out dudes. And it's crazy to me that, I mean, let's say it this way. If Joseph had won, the flyweight division would have suffered a little bit because Joseph's not super marketable. Right now, they just won the jackpot for the flyweight division because th- this fighter can, I, don't, I can't say he can do a pay-per-view and sell a ton, but what he can do is beef the numbers up on a regular pay-per-view Absolutely. as a co-main, co-main event, event say Absolutely. like a Jones, A or whatever. Pick a, pick a huge fight and, and beef that up. This guy is marketable for days. He, he's a really good dude, and he wore a paisley, a paisley black velvet shirt in the training room. As I mean, who, who didn't see that? I mean, if you didn't see that <laughs> shirt, go back and up <laughs> sure. but the UFC, the, the UFC, kind of won the lottery here for the flyweight division on uh, this past weekend. Couldn't couldn't have been more happier for him. He was certainly great in in his victory. Um, felt horrible for Joseph Benavidez since he's been around. And one of the most most heartwarming things I've seen in a long time in MMA was watching his wife uh, Megan Olivia, who is a UFC uh, color commentator, interviews the fighters, all that stuff. She saw her husband sitting on the stool, and she ran up to the octagon and knelt down by him and just looking at him to see if he was okay, and sort of. Doing her best to comfort him. That's probably one of the most beautiful moments that I've seen in a long time in the sport of MMA. So now, while you're fired up, it seems like the best time to ask you, who does the gorilla want next? Everyone and anyone, I don't care. I'm not scared of anyone. Coming this Saturday, July 25th on <laughs> Fight Island, a fight you don't want to miss. We've got a showdown with two highly-touted fighters, Alex olivier versus Peter Sopata. And then Carl A. Esparza clashes in a straw Weyagat fight with Marina Rodriguez. Next, we have the former heavy Weyaga champion, Fabrico Weirdum <laughs> versus Alexander Gustafsson. And in our co-main event, we've got Marikio Shaganru versus Antonino Roger Nagara. And finally, in our main event, a middle we title eliminator bout with Robert Whiteaker versus Doreen Tile. Don't miss it. Saturday, July 25th. 8 p.m. Stering. Because we could go to war. I'm the <laughs> way feel my rap. We've got this coming weekend, we've got probably one of the best non-pay-per-view cards that I've in recent time that I can remember. We've got we've got some good fights up top, but the ones that we'll talk about, just I want to just touch them briefly here. You've got Fabricio Verdoom fighting who is making his heavyweight debut, Alexander Gufsson Trevor, what do you think about this fight? Are you, are you we all saw Alexander retire. Was it a year ago? I don't even remember how long ago. It wasn't that long ago. We all were like, dude, you're still in the mix. Why are you retiring? And then fast forward, here we are. He's now fighting, albeit against a former heavyweight champ but what do you like in this fight? Who do you, who do you pick actually to win?
3: I think, uh, going to win. I think he's going to come back with some vigor and Fabricio has not looked good in his past two fights. So I don't, I don't see him winning this fight. Alexander, it'll be interesting because you know, he's not a true heavyweight. So, um, here we go. Let's see what happens, but he has a good build and you cannot You cannot deny that he's a gamer. I mean, he's he's he was the only one to push John Jones to the limit, in my opinion. I mean, you can talk about those other two fight that outpointed John Jones, but Gustafson beat. T- uh, yeah, talking about uh, Diego Santos. S- Santos, yeah, that's right. Those fights were outpointed, but Gustafsson beat him up. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I think he's dangerous. Yes, I'm still still bitter about that fight. <laughs> I picked, I thought
0: Alexander won the first three. That being said, Mark, we've got a rematch slash trilogy uh, coming up as the co main event. We got Mauricio Shogun who have, against Antonio Rodrigo Nogueira. You guys know this, or at least I've said it before. My top three fights of all time in MMA was their first fight in Pride, which was I think it was around two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah, it's probably one of the greatest displays of striking transitions, mixed, mar- you know, just a full blown mixed martial art fight. It, it's was, a, it un- was a
2: spectacle, believable.
0: Sure. If you're on, if you got Fight Pass, or if you want to just jump on YouTube, but look up their first fight. But Mark two vets. These guys are on the out. They're 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 riding off into the sunset. This is the fight that's kind of you know one of these guys could even retire after this one. What are your thoughts just on both of them? What are your thoughts on who wins, and maybe what's your thoughts on what happens once once this fight's over with? What do these guys need to do?
2: Um. So my pick for the fight, and this good. This is tough guys This is one of those things when you follow people for a long, long time, you start to you start to have your little um, particular uh, love for a certain guy and. And Mauricio is like my guy. You know, I've just always loved him. I've always thought he was like, I don't ever want to see him lose. So it's even going to be hard for me. I I do think he, I think he wins this fight. I think the other difficult thing about this is these guys are up in age. So this, this fight right here, I think is a name fight more than anything. It's not that it's going to be boring or it's going to be bad, but it is a big name fight. And, uh,
0: you said Shogun. You said Mauricio, or you said Shogun, you think he's going to Yeah, yeah. Okay, got gotcha.
2: Um but yeah, I think it's going to be really exciting. I think that uh Mauricio is is going to come out um looking for that uh definitive striking shot. I think he's going to come out with as much power and speedian. And I, I really think this fight really depends on how fast Shogun is. That's, that's what's going to decide it for me. As far yeah. as what happens after that, I think that if they get locked up on the ground or if, if Shogun ends up against the fence constantly, I think that he just – it's going to be a lot more boring of a fight, and he's going to lose by decision, and I don't want to see that. So um, anyway, with that said, what I think happens after this, I think that Shogun's done. I think he's, he's – uh, he should probably retire um. Even if he wins, it's really kind of irrelevant. Uh, Antonio, uh, he's never gonna quit, man. He's just always gonna be there. If there's a fight for him to have, if if he can't get another, I don't know what he's got left with with the UFC. Um, he's gonna find a fight someplace else. He's gonna he's gonna fight until somebody drags him out of there kicking and screaming. So what's next for him? I don't think he's gonna win the fight. I think that he has some good opportunities if he wants to. If he really does want to push forward. If he makes a good showing, and I think it's important that he does that, and also, hey man, this is kind of a legacy fight for you. So if you're going to come out there, don't don't uh, tiptoe around. Come out there like a beast.
0: Yeah, real quick, main event guys, we've got a a really a tremendous matchup. We've got number five versus number one. We got Robert Whitaker, the former champ, against Darren Till, the guy who couldn't make weight at 170, bumped up and has looked great at 185. Mm-hmm. That being said, we don't need to spend a lot of time here because we'll probably talk a lot about what happens after this UFC, Mark. Predictions for this fight.
2: Oh, I got Darren Till all the way. Oh. (laughs) Did you say, oh?
3: Yeah.
2: You got the. Till. I do, I do. The I haven't till. looked, has anybody looked at the odds yet? I think Till's under, right?
3: I think the odds are you're wrong.
2: <laughs> right?
3: Oh, yo. Robert, Robert Whitaker's got a little bit more in his uh, bag. He can submit and he can knock out. Uh, till's basically a knockout artist. So I'm going Robert Whitaker. He lost to Israel, but you know, he was on a tear there until he fought Adesanya. So uh, I'm going Robert Whitaker.
0: Mark, you're wrong, and Trevor, watch your, and Trevor. watch your Trevor? What's your pick for the fight? Right. Since I since I didn't ask
3: you, and you, get it, you your oh, anyway. I thought uh, I thought this was a forum. <laughs> I
0: thought this was a no, forum was.
3: where I could express my opinion.
0: No, it's not a free forum. It's oh.
3: I apologize. Uh,
0: I'm actually I'm actually uh, it's the, the UFC needs Darren Till to win this fight because. Not only is he marketable for days, he's a great talker, a lot of hype behind him, but they need him to win the fight because it creates a lot of traction in the middleweight division. Not that it needs it. The middleweight division's on fire right now. But uh, Trevor, I kind of agree with you. I think Robert has proven. Now, Yoel might have taken some things out of him and his his abilities – may be diminished from those fights but I I, I gotta pick Robert because if we've seen one thing it's that Robert definitely fights with a lot of like he has a tremendous heart so I agree with Trevor the real
3: thing is though we need to keep Robert Whitaker's awesome accent in the U.S.
2: you know what I mean (laughs) I'm just glad that Trevor consistently disagrees with me no matter what I say and that that actually makes my heart happy
3: oh well it's like we're brothers (laughs) that's
2: right
1: (laughs) and now a moment of wisdom With Darren Till.
2: I like my nickname, the girl, but I don't want to be this big. Technique will always overcome strength. Technique.
1: And that's been a moment of wisdom with Darren Till.
3: Guys, I got a question for you guys. I'm just going to jump right in here. Uh, I have a thought on this, and I want to hear your thoughts first. And if you agree with me, I'll give you some uh, cool points. If not, I will chastise you verbally. Do you think somebody like Joseph Benavidez... Deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And let me just throw this at you. The UFC is an individual sport, okay? And Joseph Benavidez has never become champion, yet has had a really good career. In an individual sport, can you really be in the Hall of Fame if you're never considered a champion? Wesley. What is your thoughts?
0: It's hard because my heart wants to say, yes, he should be in the Hall of Fame. But if Frank Shamrock's not in the Hall of Fame, then how in the world is Joseph Benavidez going to be in the Hall of Fame? You know what I'm saying? It's like, how are we not going to honor some of the greatest fighters or greatest ambassadors of the sport of MMA? We're not going to put them in, but, but we're going to put a guy who never won a title in, even though he, he had four tries. My heart my heart says yes because I like him, especially after this weekend. I don't think I was ever a really big fan of Joseph before, not not for any particular reason. But after seeing his post-fight interview and as well as just seeing him with, seeing him with his wife and just some of the stuff he was posting on social media after the fight, I just became a fan of him. So my heart says yes, I would love to see him in the Hall of Fame. My... My uh, practical side says absolutely not, unless Frank Shamrock's in there first.
2: Mm. I'm going to have to say uh, absolutely he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But I would say this. I don't really care too much about the UFC Hall of Fame as much as I care about the Mixed Martial Arts Hall of Fame. So let me throw this at you. Well, there's not one. I know. That's my point. Um, it's too subject to whatever. Right now, the Hall of Fame is a promotional tool for the UFC. It's not a true Hall of Fame. So absolutely, That's a good point. there's there's a lot of guys that should be in there. And if it was a separate entity, and I'll give you the great example that I think everybody can totally identify with. And I get what you're saying. This is an individual sport. It's different. But come on, Barry Sanders. Is anybody in the world going to say that Barry Sanders should not be in the Football Hall of Fame? Absolutely not. It's not his there's a lot of factors that this is a thing that can go on and on. I mean, look at uh, Charles Barkley, right? I mean, think of uh Carl Malone. No, I, get, I definitely get your point. So like you look,
0: I get your point. Yeah, for with sure. With that
2: said, um, when we break away from this, I think actually if you came up with a little bit logical system, a guy like him should actually absolutely, absolutely be in there. And, and by now, as long as the sport's been around, there should be 50 people in the hall of fame. There should be way more categories. There should be, um, You know, innovators in the sport should be in the Hall of Fame. You think about like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is another perfect example of people that will come into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. A lot of people really don't understand who they are or know much about them or they might have been promoters. They might have been managers. And you're like, oh, I never heard of that guy before. But they absolutely changed what, you know, that meant to the world or what music meant to the world or whatever. So they get honored so that other people can find out who they are. And that's why a Joseph Benavidez
3: absolutely should be a Hall of Fame fighter.
0: So if there's an MMA Hall of Fame, I'm all in. If it's just UFC,
3: then I'm I'm probably not. Okay, so here's my thoughts on this situation. Mark, again, is wrong, and here's why. (laughs) The (laughs) the Football Hall of Fame, because I thought of this argument too, like Dan Marino, never won a championship, easily one of the best quarterbacks, whatever. They're still the best at their position. Barry Sanders was the best at his position and could probably commentate a UFC better than Jim Brown, but that's beside the point. (laughs) No. Yes. Now who's wrong, Trevor? No. But here's the thing in an individual sport, if you never see Hall of Fame should be the best of the best. And Joseph Benavidez, as much as I like him, was never the best in his division. He never won the big fight in the UFC Um, or in. I mean, yes, he had some championships before, but he can't win the best of the best and therefore shouldn't be. In the hall of fame, in my opinion, if we're holding the hall of fame up to a high standard now back to Mark's point, which was a good point, the UFC hall of fame has some suspects in there. And, and like Wesley said, if you don't have Frank Shamrock in there, I'm I'm already questioning your validity overall, anyway. So that's my personal opinion, Wesley. The floor is yours. God
2: bless John Hess. Yeah, why isn't John Hess
0: in the UFC Hall of Fame? That's bullcrap. Undefeated. undefeated, undefeated
3: UFC fighter. It's so
2: ridiculous. The John Hess, uh what is it? The Lifetime Achievement Award? That's what. That's what they
3: should be. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Wes. And I
1: now a moment of wisdom with Darren
3: Till. Not like stupid. I I haven't gone like with this
1: mindset like he's not like the father. I never had. He's just like like, like you know when you see seeing sometimes them feels like then feels like a shower and monkey's like that. And that's been a moment of wisdom with Darren Till.
0: And now another episode of overrated, underrated.
1: It's time for the rematch. Mark Allen
0: David. I'm here with the winner and new interim welterweight champion.
2: Yeah, I'm not surprised, baby. No, I knew it would be a slow start, but if I had a full camp, it would have been different. I wouldn't have been touched. I mean, he had a hit or two, but he looked weak, so I took advantage. He's doesn't look like the kind of guy I'm scared of. Be a warrior first, and talk smack out.
0: Congratulations, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Trevor, the DJ Owen.
2: 27th win overall in front of
1: that man, his arch rival. Official decision. Ladies and gentlemen, referee Kerry Hadley's called a stop to this contest at three minutes, 51 seconds of round
3: number two. Declaring the winner by tapout.
0: out. All right, first of all, congratulations. How happy
3: are you with your performance tonight? Mark Allen David, you absolutely sucked. Calling you out, Mark Allen David, but this time we're up in the States. I beat you, you leave the division. You beat me, I will leave the podcast forever. As I said, this
2: interview could be very interesting. He is the greatest in the, world. the
1: overrated, underrated championship is on the line. Who will be victorious
0: on episode 28? Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Overrated Underrated, where we have a scientific breakdown of our opinions. However, we're not going to have a lot to those because there's some multiple choice questions in this version of Overrated Underrated. However, we've got a mix of things tonight because we have Mark Allen David, a.k.a. Mark the Shark David, is making his triumphant return to the OUFC to, to, to fight once again... In a rematch against DJ Trevor Owens, that yes, they are fighting for the OUFC, the overrated, underrated fighting championship title, which is probably the most prestigious title of all time. That being said, yeah. I don't care who goes first. Um, I'm just going to choose, as Trevor did last week. Uh, guys, we've got multiple choice. We've got true faults. We've got opinion questions. We've we've mixed it up tonight. We've got a total of seven rounds. If your answers are too boring, I'm going to go uh, to the next question because we may need a better answer out of you, <laughs> just in case things are boring. So here we go. I'm going to say let's go. Mark, you're going first. Round number one. Are you ready, gentlemen? Yes. I'm ready. Here we go. First question. Who had the greater post-fight speech? Chael Sonnen when he said, Anderson Silva, you absolutely suck. Or was it Nate Diaz when he said, you know what's the real fight? Who had the better post-fight speech? Mark David, you're first.
2: Ooh, I got to go with Chael on this because he talked his way in to a champion. It was absolutely genius. Not only did I just like it and the crowd loved it, It was such a brilliant career move. Chael signing made opportunities and he laid it down that night 100% with Chael. I'm 100% with Chael on that one.
3: And you know, I love some Diaz. Okay, Trevor. I am so tired of Mark saying that Chael talked himself into a fight. He took the greatest middleweight in the world four and a half rounds before he lost in a triangle choke. He beat the top of the top The who's who's The the good contenders Chell Sonnen absolutely deserved to be there He just happened to bring a lot of fans with him um, Well, for, And, I, and go, I am very shocked That Mark didn't pick his boy Nate Diaz That is You are getting a Stockton slap For betraying <laughs> your favorite fighter <laughs> I am absolutely appalled at this And it was Chel Sonnen by the way No question about it He moves the needle every single time Nate Diaz uh, was was popular because Conor McGregor was. Popular. Oh, don't even start that garbage. Right there.
0: here's here's Come the on. thing. Round one, I've already got. I've already made a decision. The decision uh, for round one, who wins round one, is. Mark David, mm. because Chell didn't lose to Anderson Silva. He won four and a half rounds of that fight. Mm-hmm. He only lost the last never part lost of a that round. round. And if you've listened to Chell undisputed, if you've listened to Chell over the years, you would know this. You would know that he did. When what alternate universe do you beat someone up for four and a half rounds and lose Elizabeth the Shue. fight?
3: It's a val- That's it's a valid. It's a valid argument. It really is. Chell Sonnen
0: one on one. Come on, guys. Yep. We we can do better. Do better. <laughs> All right, round. <laughs> yeah. Number two. Here we go. Who had the better walkout song? Roy Nelson when he came out to Fat by Weird Al? Or was it Stephen Thompson when he came out to the song Wonder Boy by Tenacious D?
2: Is it me? Trevor, Trevor, you're first. It's
3: definitely fat. Weird Al is one of the most underrated artists in history. I am also a little bit chubby when I try to quote, run around the track and my belly <laughs> bounces from side to side. I completely empathize with Roy Nelson and Weird Al is one of the greatest artists of all time, no matter what genre. Mark? I am I do not disagree. I'm
2: going to tell you right now it was Roy Nelson and I'm going Tell you what my reasoning is. I won. The reason you didn't win, I'm, I'm, I'm that that's so good, dude. <laughs> hey, listen. The reason was is because it was so on brand. It was so brilliantly on brand. He's that guy. He's that guy that you're like. How does he keep winning? He plays the 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 hillbilly country boy. Um, he doesn't have the build, and then he comes out. He can take a beating. Has a chin for days, and he just knocks folks out. He is he's one of those people's champions that everybody loves. So when he did that, he just reminded everybody that was a fan of his why they were a fan. It wasn't, it wasn't just some, oh, that was cool, hype game, whatever. No, he did it with with a with a wink and a smile. It was brilliant.
3: Brilliant. If he if he ate more bran, he would probably be less chubby <laughs> like myself.
2: Mm.
0: Round number two goes to Trevor for the beautiful reasons of bringing up and waxing eloquently on Weird Al Yankovic and his genius. If it wasn't for him, uh, Roy Nelson would not have had a song to walk out to. So here we go. Round number three. Multiple choice questions here, guys. So get your thinking caps on. Number three, Mark David. Tito had three trilogies. One with Chuck Liddell, one with Ken Shamrock. Who did he have a third trilogy with? Was it A, Rashad Evans? B Forrest Griffin or C Guy Mesker.
3: Well done. It was He's taking too long. Can I answer this? Sky Mesker. I want to steal the round. Who, who'd you Guy say Guy Metzger?
0: That is an incorrect answer. False. The uh correct answer is Forest. Forrest. Really? Forrest Griffin, who he went, yeah, that's right. They had a draw, then they went one and one, or something like that. I don't remember. It was pretty uneventful. Uh, Trevor, oh. round number three question Wait, for you: can is— Can we fact check that? Can we send uh, that to the fact means, checkers? Fact check it all you want. Here we go, Fake Trevor. News. Tito became an incredible manager to the fighters. Name the fighter he managed. Was it Gina Carano? Cyborg B, Tyson Griffin? Cyborg or C uh do you want to be rude and let me finish the the question okay yes that is correct answer the answer is in
3: fact obviously i did
0: (laughs) chris cyborg guys uh we've got uh we've got an interesting thing going on here we've got uh trevor coming out uh winning round number three he's up also two by 47 million points here we go number four (laughs) true or false trevor true or false trevor Dana White ran away from Whitey Bulger's gang when he was a boxer size instructor while living in Boston. True or false?
3: That is true. And that's why oh. he went to the UFC and he became a bellboy in Las Vegas. Mm. And then
0: became uh, worth $500 million. Here we go. Mark David, Frick. true or false? Dana White, uh, he even has a feud with his own mother. To which she wrote a book about it called Dana White, the King of MMA. True or false?
2: I don't know. Did you? I don't read. <laughs> that's not an answer No,
3: true or false I don't know true absolutely the my MMA podcast where Mark doesn't care wait, what would you say true I'm going with true why not
0: ah it's a true story she in fact has a uh, autobiography that's not been validated by Dana White himself what do you call those I don't remember what they're called but it's some sort of biography that she wrote and no one read it.
3: here we go <laughs> including me Down. you call them you call them books that you find at Goodwill wait trevor did you know yes, that here we did go. you know that i did know that and he also has a, a falling out with his brother i i, I saw that in a ironic. documentary but whatever
0: isn't it ironic <laughs> too <Another two laughs> ironic you wouldn't think dana white has feuds here we go round number five <laughs> this one is crazy here we go mark going first who wins in an mma fight Michael Myers from Halloween or Jason Voorhees from Friday the
2: 13th? Michael Myers. Okay. First of all, Jason Voorhees is debatably not real. He was dead. He died. (laughs) If you remember, in the first movie, he wasn't the villain. It was his mother. And then he came back from the dead. So he's arguably an imagination that people had. Michael Myers, on the other hand, was alive the entire time and is a complete psychopath. And I will tell you, I guarantee you that Michael Myers puts the fear of God into Jason. Michael Myers is creepy. (laughs) That's for real. And you know what? Every time I think she's going to kill him and then she doesn't. Jason is just never there.
0: Nope, nope. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Could he now? Trevor. Jason, was, he, he wasn't alive.
3: I am, I am going to hopefully give this question some due diligence by bringing up this point. The Undertaker, one of the greatest fighters in MMA history or WWE <laughs> history, who had a heart punch when he was in NWA slash WCW anyway. He mimicked the sit-up by Michael Myers. He went undefeated at WrestleMania. Before Brock Lesnar bought him off and Brock Lesnar mm. ended that undefeated streak, mm. he also has something called the Choke Slam, obviously inspired by Michael Myers lifting his victim up simply by his hand. Michael Myers is easily the most dominant horror villain ever.
2: No, that that's not true. No, that's not what the question was. It was Jason or Michael. And, and obviously, that Michael's not the most. I went above ever. and
3: beyond. I went I went above and beyond. I said, not only would he beat him, he would beat anyone.
2: But I'm 100% above. right because Jason is not real. I'm telling you guys. Jason's not real. He's a figment of the All right, imagination.
0: Ding, 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 ding. Round number five is going to. No, go no. Into that one simply because that is crap. he brought up NWA. <laughs> that is total garbage
2: i was factually correct
0: people forget that uh the undertaker was also mean mark Mm. and people forget that so well done trevor you're now ahead by another 47.3 million points here we go round number six (laughs) trevor abc question here we go who did demetrius johnson beat to win the flyweight championship was it a ian mccall b joseph benavidez or c johnny lawrence (laughs)
3: <laughs> it's is ian mccall is he the creepy uncle i think it's ian mccall
0: yep that is correct mm-hmm. ian mccall Boo. okay that's your answer so a
3: you just told him it was right yeah he's gonna change it now <laughs> yeah ian mccall no. is my answer no he asked if that was his name oh, was he okay, uncle creepy
0: okay. and i said yeah 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 ian mccall he in fact defeated ian mccall they had a draw or what was it called i think that it was i forget what happened in their first fight anyway it was uh very eventful Decision that they had. All right, Mark David. Flyweights were saved by Henry Cejudo when he beat A. Demetrius Johnson, B. T.J. Dillashaw, or C. Jeffrey Epstein.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Jeffrey Epstein, a hundred percent. I'll go. Was it T.J.? What do you mean? But saved. T.J. Yeah.
0: Final answer. Here we go. That is also a correct answer. T.J. Dillashaw, a.k.a. Killashaw, a.k.a. Everybody's on steroids, <laughs> a.k.a. EPO. Well done, sir. You potentially could be in the lead. I don't remember now because we're on question six. And I feel like we've just had a long lull over the last little bit. But that being said, next question, round number six. Here we go. Only two more questions, guys. If you were an MMA fighter, albeit a professional MMA fighter for, you know, say one Bellator or the UFC, what would be your walkout song, Mark? Oh. Why don't you go first on this
2: one? Well, since this is a family friendly podcast, I can't tell you the one that I always thought that I would use. So I'm going to go with... Well, go ahead. Go ahead and tell us
0: what it is. Go ahead and tell us what that one is and then give us your real answer.
2: Oh, it's a... (laughs) ...back. (laughs) (laughs) ...back. This whole... That. <laughs> all right it gets me hyped up and my set okay i'm gonna go with uh till i collapse by eminem uh there's really oh, it's hard to get a better hype song. Choice. as soon as he starts rapping after that first hit i don't care what i'm doing i'm just if i'm in the car i'm like i gotta pull over because i mean i'm about to hit somebody out of vengeance you know what i mean that thing gets me hyped <clears throat>
3: 100. All right, Trevor. You may not be aware of this, but back in 2007, the greatest college football upset of all time occurred when Division I AA Appalachian State beat number five ranked Michigan at the time. They did a video to that uh, historic event, and the song that they chose was a Christian song by Thousand Foot Crutch called Move. Oh. And I literally about jump out of my skin every time I hear that song with all the emotions tied to it and it is a great great Pump up song. Move by Well, it's not thousand It's not for him. It's not for him. True. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. I am I'm gonna walk out to the big musical part of Fix You by Coldplay <laughs> when the guitar yeah. comes on. However, this round's gonna go to Mark because you could have just said Petra and no one would have known <laughs> because no one knows who Thousand Foot Crutch is, <laughs> other than the thousand fans that they currently have. By the way, hey, oh, is a, well, is in up know. in this because uh, i like him a lot all right guys mark is up by 42 million points this point. here we go last here. round big huge comeback round number seven multiple choice questions we had a new flyweight champion this weekend crowned here we go trevor triple c bonus question on the table dievison figuero is not only the flyweight champ but he also was a a Cab driver, B, professional hairstylist, or C, professional dancer.
3: Mm, I'm going to say hairstylist because he's got a really cool hairstylist name. I'm like 90% sure he was a cab driver. And if
0: you said hairstylist, that means that you are correct. He, in fact, is a professional hairstylist. Who would have thunk it? (laughs) The old D.F. His layers just keep getting... Here we go. Mark... (laughs) You've got to get this one right. If not, <laughs> it could be bad. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> Deevson Figuero was also a sushi chef, B. Dry cleaners worker, or C. Retail manager.
2: Dry cleaner.
0: Is that your final answer, Mark?
2: Yes. No. No. Are you sure that's your final no, answer, Mark? No. Know, you know what? Uh, now that I have a chance to think about, it, I'm gonna go with sushi chef.
3: A sushi chef. <laughs>
0: Well, good thing you did that because that insert is a correct I knew it! answer. He is a
3: sushi <laughs> chef. <laughs> he is a sushi. <laughs> That's hard to say, chef. That? Sushi so, chef. Sushi, chef it's
0: pronounced professional, professional
2: Petra hairstylist. Yawn,
0: <laughs> this guy has layers beyond layers, layers. Guys, what an incredible Woo. fight for the OUFC! I'm declaring the winner is neither what? of you, it's what? me. I am the winner this week because you guys screw me every single time that we play this dumb game, and you always choose the other guy and never me. So, I am declared the official. <laughs> overrated, underrated fighting championship champion. I'm getting my belt. I'm putting it around my waist, and I just I'm so grateful that I had this opportunity to to compete and to show my skills and to show what I'm able to do. It's been a long time coming. I feel so grateful to be the new crowned, <laughs> newly crowned, overrated, underrated fighting championship champion. What what a career! It's like,
3: it's like Joseph Benavides. You know he can't win. He can't really win, so he has to make well, up. Well, I can't that help it he that
0: you rig rig it every week and never choose me over the winter so i feel so grateful guys what what a great night for me what a great night i for just me. want
2: to let you know that i appreciate the opportunity i'm going to come back stronger i'm going to be working a lot harder you're going to see a different a different side of me the next time i step in there and i just want to let
3: you know guys i'm not done Uh, I'm not done. I will compete again, but it will be at a much lower level. Your answers that you will hear from (laughs) me will not make sense, and I will be more lethargic. Peace. As
2: always, we are super grateful to everyone who takes the time to listen to the show. We absolutely love feedback and engagement, so please give us your thoughts, and specifically, if you have any topic ideas that you would like to hear about on the podcast, please let us know on the My Podcast Facebook page, and also please take a minute to rate us on apple spotify or your platform of choice that helps people find us and honestly it makes us all feel good too we will be back next week with more fun and banter we look forward to seeing you then love you all my mma podcast nation have a great weekend stay healthy out there. i just want I, I am a get,
3: man who will fight for you. I your just want to get the uh, Mark Allen David pronunciation hero. book of mixed martial arts fighters.
0: You've been dreaming of Peter. Uh, do you, have you ever heard him, uh, Mark? Have you ever heard of the Peter, Peter Kytera? <laughs> Isn't that how you pronounce Peter Katera? Uh, Peter Katera? Peter, Peter 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 Katera. He's another uh, Mortal Kombat co- Katera, wins. Katera,
3: Katera wins. Katera
2: wins. <laughs>
3: Peter Katera wins. <laughs> and you know what, guys? We did it all. For the Great. glory <laughs> of Maria. love.